Welcome to Behavioral Health Today, a podcast brought to you by the Triad Network. This podcast is designed to share trending topics occurring within the world and our communities and bring them a behavioral and mental health perspective. Welcome to Behavioral Health Today, a Triad production. I'm your producer, Peter Finger, and I have the pleasure of introducing today's episode. In our show, we'll resume our conversation with our host, Dr. Graham Taylor, and his guests, Todd Steinberg, Vanessa Steinberg, and Daniel Epstein, the founders of Camuso Design, and their breathing device, The Shift. In our last episode, we discussed the inspiration and design goals of The Shift breathing device, the history behind the name Camuso Design, the science and benefits of proper breathing, and the agency of control we gain from a device like The Shift and with breathing exercises. We'll resume our talk today by discussing self-awareness and how breathing can be the foundation of well-being. Daniel, I was uh, kind of as a fellow clinician, I will do some breath work with folks to convey the same thing, that they have agency in challenging moments. And I'll usually do a breath technique where they breathe for four, hold it for seven, exhale for eight, four, seven, eight. And But what I've liked about this shift, and I've recommended it to a number of people already, and a handful have already purchased it with benefit being shared is that when we're in a panicked state, one of the last things we're able to do is to think clearly. A lot of those thinking processes that we have go offline, like Todd was saying earlier, because we're in that state and we're kind of consumed and immersed in that anxiety and stress. But having something to grab, designed by Vanessa the way that she has designed it being so accessible, you're saying that we can we can actually experience some benefits from that. Talk about some of the benefits that we do know, whether it's a preventative way or just in that moment, but more prevention. There's some good research you guys cite on your webpage about Harvard, Berkeley, Michigan, JAMA, NIH, and others finding some of the benefits of proper breathing. Walk us through some of those things that we have access to. So for me, I I think, I mean, there are so many ways we can go with this. When a lot of the metaphors you were using had, had movement, like a vehicle of sorts, and it yes. makes me think about those little handles in your car. When someone's turning, you feel some kind of anxiety, right? We like to grab, just hold on to something. Yes. I think it's really nice that the difference of one of those like handlebars versus like a steering wheel yeah. is that not only can we hold on to something, but we can start to influence it and move it. Mm-hmm. And just kind of furthering the the vehicular metaphors that you're making. I think about when I think about control, I use the metaphor about traffic. I live in Atlanta. So it's like, there's always a bunch of traffic and, you know, I can't control traffic. I can't create an exit, right? I can't just kind of turn my car around in traffic, right? But I can change lanes. I can start to get over, right? I can turn on music. There are things I can do in those moments to, to cause some improvements. When it comes to control, it's not black and white. It's not like we have full control of our emotions because of course we don't. And it's not that we're completely helpless, right? We start to realize that there's some gray area that we can actually have some influence over. So I was trained in a in a medical model, right? My background was in crisis intervention and working in hospitals in a clinical setting. And that was a medical model. That was a, a sickness model. And now what you're seeing a lot of movement towards, which I think is a great thing, is more of a wellness model because it's not just about mitigating symptoms. It's about... It's about creating a sense of well-being on top of that. So my foundation ought to be well-being. And Mm. then when I have symptoms pop up, I can start to bring them down. Very good. So if we prime ourselves in the morning with a routine, if we wake up and we 
we like I was saying before about having some breath work, prayer, showering, eating, right? We can create a sense of well-being and then launch into our days from there. On a daily level, that's really that's really what well, that's wellness you're experiencing. Yeah. But over time, right, the problem that you prevent, the problem that you never have, is the best kind of problem. I uh, like the the quote that's attributed to, to Ben Franklin, whether or not he said it, I don't know, right? Is an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Yes. And and if we engage in wellness practices, slow breathing, and we can and we can keep our anxiety and our stress levels lower mm-hmm. and our functioning higher, we can prevent illnesses. And we know yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. That is a great piece right there around the self-awareness that we have access to that we don't oftentimes realize that we do. Todd and I talked about this in kind of in our in our earlier show together, this idea of just being more aware. I, I sometimes link it to, you know, the amusement park ride where it's, you know, the, the roller coasters where it's going click, 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 click up to the very top. And then once it gets to the top and it goes over, there's no way you can stop it. And you can't, and it doesn't stop until it comes on the wheelhouse. And oftentimes that's what we recognize people aren't taught to recognize tension we'll recognize pain or we get caught up with the tension that builds and then we're just along for that ride that takes us where it wants to go in an anxious state and we're at the mercy of it until it just subsides and stops what you're saying is what if we catch it on the earlier clicks and we bring it back down and we stay more in kind of that parasympathetic state throughout our day todd you and i had talked about some of the decreased again decreased cardio risks immune systems Tying to some of those again for us that we can catch early and actually influence pretty significantly. Yeah. I mean, look, cardiovascular disease is still the number one killer. I think we tend to forget about that. You know, the hypertension is a result of mostly stress. So what are we doing? Where's the outlet? Where is that, where does that build up release? And I think it's, it's not a mystery. There's studies done. This is not pseudoscience. Like this is the real deal. Breath can be that outlet as a preventative way and as an interventional way to allow the body to start to heal in a sense that if we're talking about inflammation, right? Because aging is really inflammation. You know, you you talk arteries. If the heart can get a break, (laughs) when you breathe erratically all day for whatever reason, and we're all doing it, right? 23,000 breaths is actually too many breaths. We're over breathing. You know, the ideal breath rate is actually six breaths per minute. But if we can just reduce the amount of breaths we take and breathe more coherently, we're going to deal with less cortisol, right? Which leads to less inflammation because the heart isn't having to work as hard. And and this is all general science. You know, I'm not a scientist, doctor, psychotherapist, any of that. I've just looked at the science. And then I think our job as as entrepreneurs, as, as purveyors of this message is just to say, look, if you can just become aware of what you do 20,000 times a day and just make a minor improvement to that, right? If you could just take three minutes a day, maybe the first part of your day to slow your breath. And I know what, I, what I'm saying might sound repetitive and I'm tr- actually trying to sound like a broken record so that yes. people, like guys, if you walk away with one thing, it's slow your breath, become aware of it. And if you become aware of it sooner, you're able to start to you know protect those levels or stress those levels over your heart and even taking that message a step further, we're actually designing a children's model of the shift that gets kids at four or five years old starting to learn that habit. Because here we are, I'm 44, you know, 
I, it's hard to teach an old dog new tricks, but, and I'm, and I'm reversing, you know, what that stress was before, you know, my, my father died of heart disease and a stress was a large factor of that. So yeah, I am trying to prevent that, but I have a son who's four. So maybe if I can pay that for that information, that, that level of awareness and awakening that I have now to apply to him to say, Hey, if you can start learning how to breathe preventatively now as a habit, imagine those neural pathways hardening at such a young age. And then he takes that into his you know, adolescence and adulthood, learning as a reactive measure to just do these things as a habit. We're really excited about that because we're able to actually influence the world in such a more meaningful way. And if I could add something to that, yeah. that, that part excites me so much. I just want to like say one thing before I, I get into what Todd just said, but as DA and Todd were speaking, I kept on thinking, you know, for DA, this is so passionate in a sense because he comes from the medical field, right? Yeah. Then you have Todd that is so passionate about this because he's so fascinated by it, right? And then I feel that I'm so passionate about this because I feel in a sense that I was the lab rat, so to speak, yeah. right? <laughs> so. I like that. And, and I say it because I, I want people to understand that it's okay to talk about mental health. And yes. I spent so many years people thinking that, hi, Vanessa's fine. Vanessa's the happiest person. And inside, I was in another place, right? So I like to tell people that I was a lab rat in a sense because I want them to understand that as much as one would think, like, I, I was that person. I, I, I loved your analogy when you were talking about the car. I felt for the longest time that I was the passenger in the car of my yes. own car. Right. Mm -hmm. And all these things about, you know, grabbing onto the handle or for instance, I would have a hard time walking into a, a store. I would pull out my phone just to feel that I had control over something because anxiety was there. Right. I just couldn't be by myself. So then, you know, going back to the shift, it's just it's the idea of feeling that you can be the driver. Right. The shift is there. You're the driver. You have the ability to change how this is going. Right. That's so really that good. Tying that into what Todd was speaking about kids, thinking about how I struggled so much when I was an adolescent into my 20s, almost 30s, the one thing we want to equip our kids with is the power of being mindful and breath. Because if you can teach kids from a young age to have that, I mean, I think we would probably have better human beings right now on Earth. Absolutely. Right? And I, we see it. I see, I see it every single day. You know, it's this tiny little humans that don't know how to regulate their emotions. And I think we live in a society where we're convinced that they're too young to understand. They're too young to learn. And what I feel every day is just a norm. It's not the norm. Like there's so many studies. Why do you think they're feeling meals and all these things, right? That there's so many resources out there that can help us teach kids. So yeah, going to what Todd was saying is um, we're excited about developing a tool for kids to show him the power of breath. And we're already seeing it with our four-year-old. I practiced breathing with him. And the other day, just a short story, I, I was on the floor and I pretended I was sick. And he came over and he said, I'm going to give you a shot. And I went, no, 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 it hurts. I don't want you to do it. And he said, mommy, breathe like this. And he showed me how to do it. And to oh. me, it was beautiful. That was, that, was, that, was, that, that was the results section right there of the study. Yeah, right. uh, <laughs> there it is. It works. Yeah. You know, what I appreciate being the the proverbial lab rat, and I guess somebody has to do that duty, but I'm glad you were the one that got to do that because what you're being very honest about is, hey, I had some issues maybe with anxiety in my own life or going into a store, maybe being in front of people, whatever else it might have been, being able to regulate some of those things. And 
we, we, we have anxiety for a reason. And usually, you know, what we don't see is sometimes maybe the reason behind it or the fact that we can influence it and reclaim the lives that we're intended to be living. And what you're saying is I've reclaimed my life through this device, through this research, through lab ratting myself through this and saying, mm -hmm. actually, I've got agency in my life and I can restore some control. And then, you know, like there was being said, we get, we get to pay this forward and we get to give this to the next generation where all they know, all they ever know is the healthiest possible way to come into life. Like I was saying, if we start this early, imagine the cardiovascular risks to go down, the improved immune systems that go down, the anti-inflammatory effects, the, you know, prolonged aging, you know, that we could go through, the anti-anxiety that folks get to have. That's never going to be a part, ideally. I mean, they're going to have some anxieties, but maybe to the extent of it or the severity of it doesn't have to be what it could be if they're not doing these things. So I, I, I love what you're saying so thoroughly. Daniel, you had a thought. Yeah, we were talking earlier about some of like the the, the clinical benefits, and y'all just sparked this in me. Emotional regulation is at the core of a good life. Mm -hmm. And I, for example, I have a hockey game tonight, and you know, hockey is pretty chaotic and fast paced, right? But I play better because with my experience of having played for a while, and I know how to kind of keep myself calm and focused. Mm -hmm. It's actually it's a more effective way to play. So if you start from a place of intentionality and mindfulness and you're consistent with it and you find yourself having improved emotional regulation skills, your social relationships start improving. Yeah. It's easier to actively listen to your friends. I know every part of my life improves when my, my, right, my breath is nice and regulated, my emotions are regulated, I'm a better father. I'm a better husband. I'm a better friend. I'm a better therapist. I'm a better driver. I make better decisions. Yeah. And if I'm working with someone sitting on the couch in front of me and they're experiencing anxiety and stress, it's only natural to start to escalate with them. Mm -hmm. But I, I, even though I don't like kind of bust out the shift in front of them, I don't think that would just respond well to that. It was like my tuning fork. Mm -hmm. And then I get on key with my paced breathing, right? So no one's seeing me go, but I just start right. pacing my breath because right. it becomes a natural response. So the moment I start kind of sensing the anxiety come up, I don't even think it's a conscious thing. I just start pacing my breath and it keeps me down here and that yes. helps that other person. You bet. We'll be right back after word from our sponsor. Whether you're a long time or first time listener to Behavioral Health Today, you're probably familiar with Triad, the company that brings you this podcast. But you may not know that Triad also hosts a community for current and aspiring behavioral and mental health professionals, featuring trending content and education and career resources, all for free. If you are a behavioral or mental health professional, or you're studying to become one, join more than 80,000 people on Triad by claiming your free professional account today. Visit us at hellotriad.com bht. That's hellotriad.com slash BHT and join the triad community today. You bet. There's some wonderful metaphors just emerging just in our short talk today that are just so easy to grasp. And this idea, what you're saying here, Daniel, is it allows us to have a better presence. Athletes would call that the zone. Therapists might call that being very present and in tuned. Todd and Vanessa are talking about just being in, in the moment 
and not being hijacked by a moment, being, being able to be more present and freer and looser in that moment and being able to have some of that agency that steers wherever you want to go. So yeah, great, great reminders about what our breath can do. Vanessa, where do you see kind of the future of the shift going? What, what, do you, what do you see it looking like? And what are some of the wellness options as we begin to kind of wind down our show for today? But what are, what's some of the future looking like in your eyes? So I know that Todd right now is thinking you should have not asked her that because <laughs> I tend to think very far away. <laughs> and that's why they have you as part of the group right there. You're, you're outside I, the box. I live in another universe sometimes, I think. But no, I mean, I see since the experience has been... It's been so great that we've had people reach out and, and thanking us for helping them change their life, whether that is with PTSD or anxiety or smoking or with their children. When we initially started this, I don't think we realized how much it was going to impact people. And seeing that only makes my brain now get more creative and thinking of ideas. So seeing the shift stand by itself has been incredible. I don't know if you're familiar, but that's why we created a journal that allows you to do micro adjustments. So we're trying to, trying to like complement the shift in that we want to create wellness around your lifestyle. So not only breathing, but a, a complete, a comprehensive program, right? So with that, we've been talking so much about starting a kid's shift and doing programs for that, doing breath exercises and courses. Just, we just want to put everything together and just make the experience even stronger. And then thinking back to the original shift and then creating something for kids, What's so exciting to me about that, as cheesy as it may sound, is imagine a family breathing together, right? The dynamic changes. So I don't want to share too much on the details about what these things are going to look like because we're in it right now. But for anybody that's listening out there, we're thinking about you. We're listening to all of your comments, everything that they have to say. And we're just trying to put everything together. Tana Vanessa, as we wind down our, our time today, just maybe leave our listeners with a final message about the benefits of breathing? So I talk about breathing probably 80% of my day. And I think that the biggest benefit of breathing is the awareness of breathing. And I know that might not sound like it makes sense because the breathing is more important. If you're aware of breathing, you're going to breathe better. And that step alone can change your life. It can change how long you live. It can change your cardiovascular shape. So just the physiological benefits of breathing slower to reduce your inflammation can save your life. And then there's the other, <laughs> the other benefits, right? Sleeping better, better relationships, being able to focus better, getting into a flow state to be more creative, and just overall having a better relationship with yourself. Because when you're able to take control over your emotions by taking control of your breath, you feel better. Feeling in control feels better because you're in a state of calm. So when you talk about benefits, if you can just get your mind into a place where you're thinking about breath, and if you have a necklace around your neck, and obviously it makes it a lot easier, but just being aware of breathing can change your life. Yeah. And I, I just want to add one thing to what Todd said, which is obviously there's so many benefits that come from breathing. And I think that people have a hard time seeing the benefits because we're used to doing something and wanting to see for every action, there's a reaction, right? We have to immediately put something together so we can experience the benefits, like we can affirm the benefits, right? So to Todd's point, the most important part, I think, in the process is learning to catch that breath, to be present, because the minute you learn to be present, you will automatically start seeing the benefits. 
because it's kind of like you shut everything down and you you center yourself and you actually connect back with yourself. And then the journey, it, it does its own thing. And it's it's beautiful. One of the most meaningful things for me with Camuso is seeing shifts out in the wild. Mm. I like when I'm in public somewhere and someone's wearing it. I love the statement. I think we are moving into a direction of reduced shame and stigma. And the shift is a conversation starter. I mean, I wear it and some people look and they say, what is that thing? And I start talking about it. And every single time it's like, oh, I get so anxious. I need that thing. Or or I do it. Or my, my brother deals with this stuff. Oh, this is perfect for my daughter, right? People automatically connect with it. And I just think it's an awesome way to say like, mental health matters. I care about it. This is my commitment. This is my cause. Really good. Really good. I think what Vanessa was saying earlier ties into what you're conveying right now is what if we were to kind of just reduce the stigma around this idea of stress? We all have it anyway. We're all dealing with it anyway. Why not just name it and say, hey, what do you do when you get you know a little wound up? Or what do you do in a stressful moment? How do you regain presence and immerse yourself in the things that you can control? And you're saying, this is what I do. You know, some people count to 10. Vanessa's talking about, you know, her bracelet with little balls on it. That's kind of like a, you know, a rosary, what some people do. I know Brene Brown would take her wedding ring and kind of turn it 10 times before she would reply to a moment that's stressful. Anything we can do to reduce whatever stress is there, to bring us back to a moment of control, decisional capacity, and being our best selves in those moments. I really like that. As we come to the close of our time today, we'd love to have an idea of how folks might find out more about Comoso, the shift, and the other wellness products you all are designing for better health. So we pride ourselves on being available as co-founders. Please feel free to email us. We love to talk with customers, professionals, clinicians. My email is just my name, Todd, T-O-D-D, at ComusoDesign.com. Vanessa's is her name, Vanessa, at ComusoDesign.com. Please feel free to reach out. And really what we're trying to do with the other products around the shift is to build an off the grid lifestyle to kind of go back. You know, Camuso was inspired by the 17th century monks who didn't have smartphones and TV and Netflix and all of these very convenient lifestyle choices. And they were happy. They were happy because they lived a simple life. So our message is, hey, if you can get into walking and breathing, and journaling and things that maybe kind of lost our way, you know, along the path of scrolling and TV and electronics, you can get back in touch with yourself. This might sound strange coming out of my mouth, right? But if you can kind of have a renaissance with your own relationship with yourself, if you can sit with yourself for five minutes with no distractions, turn your phone off, turn your TV off, and just sit with that stillness and not only be okay with it, but enjoy it. Now you're in a better place. And now you're in a mental state where you're healthy and that can compound into a much better life. So if breathing better can be that first domino to get you there, then our message is simply breathe better more often. Think about your breathing more often and just slow it down. Really good. Todd, Vanessa, Daniel, I just want to thank you guys for being on the show today. Yeah. Thanks for having us. And thank you so much for the work that you do. Grant, thank you so much for having me and, and and Vanessa and DA. This was such an unbelievable experience. And it's something that, I, it's kind of strange to say this, but I always feel better after talking to you. <laughs> so thank you for allowing us to get our message out there. Always a blast and hope to do it again soon. 
Graham, thank you so much for having us. I'll just tell a little short story here <laughs> to end it. But five years ago, I would have never been able to do a podcast because of the amount of anxiety that I would have had. So number one, for me as a personal stepstone, this is amazing that I can actually sit here and share a story with other people, hoping that we can help them. And then second, Todd and I always talk about how wonderful it is to, to speak with people that, you know, just open your mind and we share ideas and you know, we brainstorm. So thank you so much for this opportunity and we really look forward to possibly doing another one with you. Todd, Vanessa, Daniel, congrats on this product and thanks for enabling us to be more aware of the importance of our breath. And I certainly appreciate you all being on the show today. I also want to thank you, our listeners, for joining Todd, Vanessa, Daniel, and me today. It's always great to have you with us. I want to remind you that this episode, its resources, and all of our other shows can be found on our webpage at triadhq.com bht. So check out our webpage, triadhq.com bht, and explore our archive of podcasts and other resource materials. Thanks again for being with us on the show, and we we'll look forward to having you with us next time on Behavior Health Today. We appreciate all the support from our community, and if you like our show, one of the best ways you can support it is by giving us a five-star rating and leaving a review. Behavioral Health Today is a podcast part of the Tribe Network, all rights reserved.